everybody, welcome back to the podcast daily and welcome again to Indianapolis. Berm and I, Austin Ward, we are outside Lucas Oil Stadium. We're inside on Thursday. We saw Zach Harrison did not work out or run the 40. It was what we were most looking forward to outside of today's uh, media session with the defensive backs, Ronnie Hickman and Cameron Brown representing Ohio State. Uh, so a little bit of a, a buzzkill, Berm. I thought yeah. that was a surprising decision. You? It's a head scratcher. I mean, if you are a guy who is needing a big performance in front of all the 32 NFL teams and national TV audience, you'd expect that to be the case. But we don't know his exact situation. Perhaps he was feeling not 100%. If that's the case, then you don't risk it out here and make yourself uh, have a harder road to hoe when you do your workout at the Ohio State Pro Day in March. So. Yeah. I guess at this point, you come here, you get to meet people, they get to know you. Zach's a kid who's going to impress a lot of folks uh, in interview sessions. He's extremely bright. Um, obviously, you know, his, his physical stature is unique. I think his wingspan and his arm <laughs> length was longer uh, than any defensive end since 2014. I believe I read that. Uh, that could be slightly incorrect, but you know that he's going to impress people in those ways. It's just weird to not work out. And I mean, that's an NFL thing, I guess, for me. Like, if you're if you're the NFL and you invite 150 prospects to this event, they should be working out every single one of them uh, unless they get hurt while they're here. So, um, whatever. I don't run the NFL. Yeah, uh, maybe we, I should. Maybe you should. I think we've talked. About, there's a lot of things for the NFL that you could do. We've yeah. talked about that already. We're like, well, what kind of Freaky Friday content are we going to have? Well, we thought it was going to be Zach Harrison's 40 time. Uh, turns out that will just not be the case. I bet that it's going to be pretty good at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center later on in March. Uh, but I think that was, like, we were sitting in there and it was unusual. We're not, usually the media is not allowed to go in there for some reason, even though they've been selling tickets. And this is a very strange event. So that was the first time, like, I know what happens. I've been here for more than a decade for the Combine. But, like, to go sit in there, they're not putting up times on the board. You know, there's everybody's in the opposite end zone, the fans that came to this. I think it's a, a really strange setup that they've got going in there one of the but the reason i say is one of the main attractions they kept putting zach harrison on the board and showing highlights uh before the defensive ends went out there to run and work out it's like zach harrison's about to do it get excited and it's like zach harrison will not run the 40 or workout uh (laughs) it's weird it's sort of like you said it's a buzzkill but it's also just one of these things where this is clearly a made for tv event i think at this point um because it's been done so well on tv for the last decade that when you see it in person it feels a little like yeah i I could do without it so um, uh, clearly for zach harrison it's not a big deal Uh, he wouldn't have said i'm going to skip this if if he thought it was a big deal but it's a big deal for me because i wanted to watch (laughs) him run and and i wanted to get i wanted to see people get excited about that uh, possibility when you look at a player like him and i guess uh, we'll wait another I don't know, what, what a month to see that at Ohio State. Yeah, so later on, on Friday, uh, Ronnie Hickman and Cameron Browner are scheduled for their workouts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got my days confused. Yeah. Third time today I've not known what day it is. Yeah, today, cool. today's definitely Friday, right? Yes. It's Freaky Friday yes. on the podcast daily. Um, Cam Brown, he said his goal was to run a 4-2 burn. Now that would be freaky and that would be a show. Yeah, I think uh, that's unrealistic. Um, That's just my opinion. Uh, We'll talk more about that with Cameron later, I'm sure. But the reality is that if Cam goes out there and runs a 4-3-5, that's just as good as running a 4-2-7, probably for a guy like him who the question is not, are you fast? Everyone knows he's fast. 
The question is, can you stay on the field long enough to make an impact uh, for an NFL program? So um, a franchise, it's so weird that we call it a college program and an NFL franchise. And then like rookies and freshmen, it's always these weird things. Um, you know, but for Cam and for Ronnie Hickman both, they're just going to want to go out there and show that they are athletically gifted. And we know that it sounds like a, a given, obviously, but for someone like Ronnie, who his entire career was sort of like he's a he's a cerebral safety, uh, you know, he's not six foot four, he's not you know a four three guy, but like he's going to go out there and get a chance to to really show some things. And he talked on Thursday about how some teams are talking about where he can play in the defense and. He's talked to other teams about how he's played for four, you know, three defensive coordinators in four years and feels like he can can adjust and fit in wherever. But um, it is a big day. And that's, again, I, I go back to Zach Harrison. Like, it's sort of weird that you don't take full advantage of that opportunity if you're capable. So let me add that asterisk once again. Yeah, and I think like targeting the combine experience for Cam Brown was just as a matter of comparison. Like, again, we'll, we'll find out more from Zach moving forward about what went into that decision. Um, and some people only want to do it at pro day. They're more comfortable with that. And like lots of things can go into that. But, you know, when Cam Brown decided not to play in the Shrine Bowl, uh, he had, you know, a practice or two where he turned heads and people saw what he could do. They really liked what they what he was doing. Like we didn't need to play in the game at that point. Like yeah. that's another decision that you make. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. But his was also pointing towards, OK, why? Well, what's really important for Cam was to be ready to go run a 40 time in here and to pass uh, all of his um, medical tests, MRIs and x-rays, which he did over the last couple of days. He said it was a long process. I believe uh, the first day when he got here, it was like six hours of medical evaluations. He had some more that he had to do on Thursday morning, made him run a little late. He was the last one uh, to do media availability on Thursday, uh, which uh, gave him the full spectrum, the full spotlight. He was the only one in there talking. Um, a lot of shiny reflections off of that. Yeah, it's a massive opportunity, though. So. <laughs> yeah, with that uh, new locked uh, padlock chain that he was wearing um but it, it's all designed to be ready for the opportunity where you think it's the most important for zach harrison clearly he didn't think that that was in indianapolis for the combine but for cam brown we know that it will be on friday uh is that quite to that extent for ronnie hickman i'm not sure because i i think that out of everybody who came in here this week and we've talked about cj uh, stroud and his decision to throw not throw uh he's going to how significant that but he's trying to be the number one pick there's so much variance for where Cam Brown could be picked. Like, I had to pass the medicals, did that, checked that box off, and now some of the weight is off, the pressure's off his shoulders, and then he gets to go work out. And like, he can go from someone there, like, all right, I don't know, is he going to be healthy? Nope, he's healthy. Is he going to be a six-round pick? No, he could be, a, if he runs 4-2, like he's saying, even if he runs anything sub 4-4, four, four, you're talking about somebody that's going to shoot up who once had first-round projections. And, it, you know, we, we heard rumors today or that Jackson Smith and Jigba may not run on, on, on Saturday. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of these guys are making personal decisions, and that's what this is about. And that's one of the things that Cam Brown said today is that the biggest adjustment for him after leaving Ohio State is that now he's got to make all these decisions by himself. There's not a, a team of people really that are saying, okay, don't do this, do this, be here, be there. And, and that is an adjustment. And it, this process will shed a lot of light on the guys that are re really ready for that. So, um, you know, as we mentioned on the Thursday episode of The Daily, which is talking about who are those guys talking about at Ohio State? Who's the yeah. next? Uh, and not surprisingly, uh, when asked about the next wave of guys, Ronnie Hickman brought up the name that everyone has been talking about and thinking about for the last few months. Josh Proctor, who uh, <laughs> is returned to Ohio State. Um, 
it's, it's weird when we talk about it because we're looking at Lathan Ransom. There's obviously this excitement for the implementation of Sonny Styles and Kai Stokes. Uh, there's the addition of Jihad Carter. There's Cameron Martinez. There's a lot of guys that are like, hey, let. And then there's Josh Proctor, who when we had our media day on February 1st with Ohio State coaching staff, Perry Eliano was raving about Josh Proctor. And then you, we asked today, and the first guy that really was brought up, I mean, you know, people want to, they sort of, prod running to talk about so Kai I did and, yeah I yeah. did specifically and you, you they get prodded to talk about the young guys but the first guy he brings up unsolicited is Josh and, and how he expects Josh Proctor who he called you know a freak to to be a guy that makes a difference for Ohio State and I really hope that's the case you know because he's been there I think since 2002 he was on the national championship team uh, uh, 23 <laughs> years 21 years ago and so now you have the opportunity I'm not good at math you have an opportunity really for for Josh to to set the stage to be a guy here next year that is turning heads for people. Yeah, I think that, and Josh Proctor is, is made for this uh, event, by the way. Like, right, similar he, to Zach Harris. He would he would test off the charts in every single way. And so I I guess I've come full circle on this then. I don't, that's probably not correct. I'm done a 180 perhaps maybe. Half circle? More. Yeah, half circle. Like, Geometry. I'm trying that. not to get too carried away with this offseason type with Josh Proctor because I've done that. and. All of you who've been paying attention to our coverage of Josh Proctor for the last five years, and it hasn't quite materialized. So, like, is this year different? I don't know. I I hope for his sake it is. I hope that Ohio State and and Josh Proctor and Perry Eliano finally get what they have all seen for many many years out of him and several other coaches and several other staffs uh, that haven't been able to fully find that role and help him understand the way that he can best maximize that potential. Um, and to your point, I did. I, I said, well. What about some of the other guys turning heads? And he's like, you mean, he said, this is Ronnie's words. You mean like the not starters, yeah. the non-starters? I'm like, well, yeah, I think we all want to know about Sonny and Kai. And, you know, he's he had some interesting things to say about it because I'm, I'm trying to figure out, and I have been for several weeks, like who's the person who's most likely to replace Ronnie Hickman? And you know, he said, well, Sonny Styles has the bigger build. He can play in the box and stop the run. Uh, we know that Kai Stokes is a little bit more of that rangy sort of, you know, Malik Hooker, uh, guy who can patrol there in the back. And, you know, said both guys, he felt like they were interchangeable. I don't know how true that really is with them physically. I suppose we'll see, but it, that was a, it wasn't the conversation I thought we were going to have about the safeties. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that Ohio State is really trying to piece this all together. If you want to be a safety-driven defense, then you need to have multiple guys that can do multiple things, and they do, but it's a lot of unproven guys. And so we expect to see Lathan Ransom be the sort of the, the rock in the middle of that. But if you were to stack them up in an event like this physically, Lathan Ransom would probably be like the fifth or sixth one that you'd pick out of the lineup. So uh, it, it is, I mean, I guess my head is spinning in this sort of circumstance because we're seeing guys at other schools, right? Younger, you know, lower level schools other than Ohio State. And like, man, that's a freak. That dude's doing a lot of, a lot of these guys at Ohio State, like it becomes so commonplace to see exceptional ridiculous athletes that it, it's like eh, who cares but then you see the ones that are, even at ohio state that are transcendent even to their teammates guys like josh guys like zach harrison who you expect then like that they would be great players and they haven't and josh hasn't been that zach had his ups and downs i mean he played fairly well i we were obviously more pro zach harrison in the last two years than i think a lot of people were i thought mm -hmm. he played fine um you he know, played I'm, better than fine but Missed, yeah. missed some sacks that pe people would have liked to see, but I don't think he was a player that people should have been down on. But when you do see the physical attributes, you're like, wow, that guy should be 
a, a guy everyone in the country is talking about. Well, I think that's why this comes up after the combine every year, right? I mean, the workout warriors, they get fixed with that tag. And some people are like, well, they're shooting up the board because of the way they worked out. Like, it shouldn't trump the tape. Yeah. Zach Harrison does have good enough tape over four years that I think you can see and that you, you know that the talent evaluators believe that he can be an NFL player. He already had some of the measurable stuff. Was this going to prove it even more than even going back four years to watching him run track as a high school senior? I mean, probably wasn't going to do a great deal of good for him. Um, you know, I, I do think that that works more uh, to the advantage of some others. But like, we say, well, why are you only paying attention to the combine yeah. and not the film? Yeah. Like, so that's that's the juxtaposition. It's interesting when you uh, Cam Brown did not single out any of the corners. That's been sort of the you know fun thing of, of getting to talk to these guys again after a couple months. They leave. They might. You know, have a little bit more truth serum in them than when they're being watched by their for their comments by the program. And uh, you know, he, I thought Kim's take on the cornerback room was interesting, and that was like, a Denzel Burke has got to lead that group, and he said he's got a different mentality coming into this year. That's that's critical. Uh, we've talked about that. It's more, I think, physically that was a problem. Yeah. Combined with not just like, not being able to practice, and then I think he did get a little bit. You know, too carried away with what happened in that breakout freshman year, and had a lot of other things that were on his plate. Um, yeah, that's you know, that's pretty obvious how that's going to be difficult for people to manage. And if he's got that straightened out, that's good. But then he said, "Well, there's a lot of depth. He's not going to pick anybody out of Jordan Hancock, Jair Brown, Ryan Turner uh, down the road. He's he's hoping, I guess, that uh, the depth of that room will elevate all of them, and that it may be a different situation than a year ago. And it's also difficult for guys because someone like cam brown who was practicing half the time you know you're watching your teammates go but you're not really getting a full sense of what they're capable of you're seeing work ethic you're seeing how committed they are to things but they don't know once these guys leave the program uh, you know the day after the georgia game they're like i don't i don't know anything that's happening at ohio state anymore <laughs> so um you know I, I think the most interesting thing for me today if we're talking takeaways from conversation was that cam brown and a lot of people who you know follow ohio state closely have been questioning Tim Walton and whether or not that addition has has been as uh, beneficial for Ohio State as they thought it would be. And when you hear a guy like Cam Brown talk about Tim Walton, he said changed his life. And we've talked to him privately, you know, doing the Dream Chasers series. He raves about Tim Walton and what type of coach he is and what he's done for him. And we've seen the same thing from other cornerbacks at Ohio State too. And so I, I this is just me cautioning or asking Ohio State fans, saying, be patient. Let, let yeah. a guy get a chance to, to work with his room when there's actually, you know, enough healthy bodies out there to run a full practice. And, and you'll see if, if there's actually a difference in that room, because I think there will be, I was very high on the corners heading into last season and then all of them got hurt. And, you know, that is an explanation for some of the struggles, but nobody wants excuses, you know, and you want to work hard and no excuses. And that's how you become a no bowl <laughs> athlete sponsoring the NFL combine. But he got his talking points down to a T. Unbelievable fact job. The is you just have to have guys that are healthy enough to play. This brings huge for Ohio State, obviously, a corner. Um, and I don't think Cam Brown is going to really – he's not going to go out and say, hey, this guy sucks. Yeah. I mean, he that would be weird if he did, but it would be helpful. Well, <laughs> it would be super helpful. I think that's why you have to pay more attention to who's the first one they name. We talked about that on Thursday, like Caden Curry brought up instantly by Zach Harrison. That's been going down. Last year, I remember, it was burning in my brain. The first person that there, Munford, said when we talked about the offensive line, said Josh Fryer. Like, and, you know, that didn't immediately pay off dividends. Well, sometimes, he it's, hurt. sometimes it's down the road that that's, but it's something to keep in mind because uh, 
the guys that impress the teammates the most, there's generally a very good reason for that. They have no incentive to play favorites. They're not on that roster anymore. They want what's best for Ohio State. So, you know, who they say, who they don't say, I think it's usually pretty significant, at least going into spring ball. We're going to get to watch that in person uh, on two different occasions on Tuesday and Thursday during the first week of spring practice. So, you know, we don't have to solely rely on word of mouth, which is great, uh, or, or who we talk to. Uh, maybe inside the Woody who could help shine some light. Like those things are all informative, not as much as your own eyes, but like it does carry weight when your teammates who have no reason to blow smoke when you're in Indianapolis and they're starting on their own professional career. I know they probably don't love being asked to look back at Ohio State and talk about their teammates when they're starting that process. I know you don't love that. Yeah, I don't, that I don't particularly with. understand it, but that's just me. And this is the podcast daily. We're going to talk about things that are on my mind. And I don't <laughs> understand why there's a lot of conversation about what guys did or how they felt about losing a game two months ago. Like, I don't care about that anymore. They don't care about it. They want to know what the Chiefs think about them. And <laughs> that's what should be important here. I get it. It's fun to, to get some insight. But as I said, most of these guys, the minute they leave campus, their brains turn off about that entire experience. They're not like sitting there going, you know, back when I was an Ohio State football player 60 days ago, this, like, they don't care. Like, that's not, a, it's not even... It's not a thought in their mind it, at all. It is. Come on. It's not. They don't turn it completely they off. They do. These, are the, these two months, like, if they're thinking about, oh, I sure do miss the nachos at, uh, in the food wing of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, like, if, if that's what they're thinking about, then they're missing the opportunity to get ready for the NFL, and that's what they come to Ohio State for. So uh, I don't think... You know, I think we've talked. How did you happen to pick nachos? I had some really good nachos inside uh, during while we were waiting for Zach Harrison to work out, and he didn't work out. But I still got the nachos, and that's what's important. But what I'm saying is, these guys. When we talk to like Jordan Fuller or Terry McLaurin or guys, like they're much more interested in Ohio State now than they were right when they left. Yeah. Because these last two months and this next month and a half are the most important time of their entire life. So I, I think that asking them to say, oh, what did you think about this guy and his work ethic when you, you know, we had somebody asked uh, Cam Brown about Devin Brown, about Devin Brown. I'm like, I don't think he ever practiced at the same time as Devin Brown because he was That was the biggest biggest reach of the week so far. You're not playing against the scout team. Cam Brown's not playing against the scout team in practice. And Cam Brown missed He also wasn't practicing at all. So it's like, I think I get it. I know people are like, begging for content but and we are too the last month has been rough folks <laughs> it has been rough but we're doing the best we can and that's what's important i mean i can't stand here and pretend like i'm not participating in some of that because i know that sure ohio state, hear ohio state fans are also starving for information and we've been it's been difficult for us to provide that sustenance yes and i want to so badly feed me but I didn't ask Cam Brown about Devin Brown because I knew that that was... Yeah, that one didn't make sense. But um, that is what happens at the Combine. Yeah. And folks, if you want to come to the Combine next year... Don't. Don't. Uh, you can, but don't because there's no reason to at all. And uh, I regret it immediately um, <laughs> because as, as we said on Thursday's show, I'd never been to the Combine before. I was thinking this is going to be pretty hip, pretty neato. It's not. It's not neato. It's not hip. It's not keen. It's none of those words. Yeah. Not the bee's knees, not the cat's pajamas. I don't even like it at all. But I do like talking about football. So we right. got to do that. Yes, I'm glad I get to do that. Yeah. On a Freaky Friday episode of the podcast. It's colder out yeah. here. Yeah, it sure is. Storm coming. Yeah. As you can tell here on a super frigid Friday morning. Wink. Mm. All right. Let's, uh, 
let's get out of here then. Uh, so CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba will be on the microphone on Friday morning. We're going to try to run those live on the, on the YouTube channel. I don't know if they're going to work because the internet uh, in the convention center is not good um, at all. So we will it chose not to work out. Yeah, we will determine. Yeah, it, it opted out of this uh, uh, of the combine. So we'll see how that runs, but we will definitely have those on the YouTube channel at, for, on Friday at some point. OhioState.Rivals.com will have some feedback from Austin on each of those uh, situations. We've got Bill Landis's thoughts on every Ohio State offensive player heading into spring ball on the site on Friday morning. That's something you're going to want to read. Use promo code DTE30 for a free month to join us over there and, and keep on rocking in the free world. Spring ball is here. <laughs> this is the final episode of the podcast daily for the week, right? Yes. Friday now? Yeah. So we'll have to just... Flaming Hot Cheeto bag has just uh, crept up Austin's leg. How, is, That's wild. how did it stick to me? It was like, I mean, it, it seemed as if it had a mind of its own, but it didn't. Wild scene. Um, yeah, so spring ball is Tuesday. So we keep moving over. You know what I'm saying? Is that right? Yeah, we gotta, we gotta stop chewing there. Whoops. All right, anyway, he's burning my Austin. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you later.